You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to Two Thirds of the Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me is Vicki Stokes. And we are at Macworld. And unfortunately, Suze Gilbert could not join us. Hopefully, next year she'll be able to. So it is Friday. It is day two. Vicki and I are getting ready to head to Mel's, the official breakfast place for the MyMac.com writers. So we're going to meet a few people over there for breakfast in a little while, then head over to the show. So we just want to do a quick update, let you know what our impressions are. Vicki, what do you think? Um, I'm not overly impressed. It, last year was much better. It doesn't seem as many people. There are definitely not as much media, unless they're just not coming into the media room. Um, uh, I'll see today, because I sort of just skimmed, and I just went to a couple of reviews. Uh, I had a couple of reviews yesterday. I should have more today, and you know, maybe my impression will change. Totally agreed. Last year, I remember it was a little bit difficult getting a a table so that we could write up our reviews or take notes or whatever it is we needed to do. The media room, it maybe has six, seven people at a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty we quiet. Have our own table, and we we set the same table every time. Before you found a space, you just you just wasn't sure you were going to have it the next time you came into the room. So right, right. Yeah. And I did notice that there were a couple of places when I was walking around that would have the sign of the vendor. But the vendor wouldn't be there. Yeah. Whether they backed out at the last minute, whether it was the weather stopped them from where they're well, coming from. To, to March, you know, it could be just. It could, yeah, it could be so many things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but I agree with you that there's a lot less vendors. I, I, I could look at my list of last year and think of six or seven that I spoke with last year mm-hmm. that are not here this year. Yeah, and they're not companies that went away. They just didn't show up. Exactly. Yeah. Why? We don't know. Yeah. Like we yeah. said, is it because it moved to March? Is it the weather? Is it the expense? Is it a, another CES commitment? They decided they're not going right. to go Could be another commitment they had yeah. at the same time. We don't know. Yeah. But we thought we would just pop in real quick, um, give you our thoughts so far. Vicki and I have both did a lot of interviews yesterday. We have a few more lined up for today. We're going to pop those in at the end of this podcast. We'll probably break them up into two podcasts. Even though the interviews are only maybe two to three minutes at the most, we'll break them up into some shorter episodes. So I am starving. You can probably tell by my voice. We just woke up. We're hungry. We're tired. So we need to go over to Mills and get some food, hit the ground running, and we will be back um, in a couple of days and give you some more updates. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye. I'm Elisa Paselli. I am with Paul Levine from Rage Software. He is the developer of a new app called EverWeb. What can you tell us about EverWeb, Paul? Well, EverWeb is kind of an iWeb replacement. Uh, so Apple discontinued iWeb, their website builder, a couple of years ago. So what we did was we started working on a replacement for it that not only has the features that everyone loves from EverWeb and it's sorry from iWeb and its ease of use, but also has those pro features that people need to build a really great website. For example, things like mobile sites, search engine optimization, image sliders, drop-down menus. Pretty much anything you can think of can be done within EverWeb. Okay. 
And is this available on the Mac App Store or from your website? It's available from our website right now at everwebapp.com. It comes in two versions, a version that lets you use it with your existing web hosting service, which costs $80, and a version that you can use that comes with one-click publishing, kind of like Mobile Me. So you click one button, everything gets published online. You don't need to worry about things like server configurations or FTP. Everything just works. Okay. Um, I'm going to be doing a review of this hopefully in the next couple of months. So just keep an eye out on MyMac.com for my review. And anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, just to try it out, check it out. It's the, probably the easiest way that um, for anyone to build a website. There's no coding or anything required. You just drag and drop your way to a website and publish it online. Okay, great. Thanks so much for your time, Paul. Thank you. Hi, this is Vicky Stokes from Yushin from Orbius. Uh, this is the app that we made, it's called Recall Me. Uh, it's powered by Recognition API. So basically, we're trying to find a better way for people to search their photos in a mobile phone, right? It's so hard to find a photo nowadays because usually, traditionally, it's organized by time and location. So if I want to show a good friend of mine my photo of Chinchilla, right? I have to scroll and scroll and scroll all the way. If I'm patient enough, I probably will find it, but usually I just give up half away. a picture of a Pomeranian. Yeah, that's a that's a hamster, and it's a not hamster? even. Yeah, we have a lot of small pets in the company. Okay. Yeah, and so what we do is just we simply add a search bar on top of this personal photo collection, and the best part is the person doesn't need to do anything to make the thing searchable. So, for instance, if I just find, I just want to show you right now uh, the photo of Chinchilla. I can just simply type in Chinchilla, and it will automatically find all the photos of my favorite cute cat. Are the pictures labeled? And yeah, that's the best part. So all those photos are automatically labeled by our image recognition algorithm running in record. Wow. Yeah. So we're able to identify the animals, objects, and landmark scenes in the photo. And then the user can just directly search them. It's kind of like Google search. And we don't want, we know how much trouble it is to manually tag and generate keywords for the, for the, for the photos, right? Especially when you have a gazillion of them. And in the phone, it's just like impossible to do that. And there's no like folder concept of like in, in, the, in the cell phone, right? So it's so hard to have a picture of you here at Macworld. It can, you can search on Macworld and all the photos that came yeah. from Macworld yeah. and you can find your face. Yeah, exactly. So we can do that and we also have uh, the geo information, like we know yeah, we, we know the location of this photo is taken place. Yeah. So if I wanna just show exactly like on vacation photos, like oh those photos I take in China and just can you know filter out and find instantly those photos. Better than trying to let's go through them, scrolling through them or naming every picture that you have. Yeah, yeah. So we do that we do that automatically. We find the photos for the users and then um, they can just name whatever they want. So we have different categories like drawings, text, cars, sport, nature, scenic field. And we have actually two thousand categories underneath that. And we use uh, relative word matching, like if if the, the people just type in hat, right? Uh, we will map it to all those like close 
sports like accessory pad and then make sure they will find what they were looking for. Yeah. So we are still in right now in the beta version. We wanted to launch officially very soon in iTunes store and we are kind of improving it, the accuracy and also other like we want to add more like allow the user to define what they want to tag. Uh, they define the events like this photo and. Yeah, just improve. So it's, it's right now it's, it's not available. Uh, right now it's actually available for public beta. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like see he, yeah, he download it and play with it. And uh, if you would like to try, then you can go to our website record.me. And, yeah, and download it from there. Okay, go download it from record.me, and that's your beta version of the product. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Elisa Paselli. I'm with Deneen. She is the Vice President of Marketing for Ergotron. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So can you tell us about your product? Yeah, what we're showcasing here at Macworld are our tablet management charging stations and our WorkFit sit-stand workstations. And we're just really excited to be here, and I can give you a little tour if you'd like. Okay, let's go. All right, so we have what we're showing here is our tablet management cart 32. It holds 32 iPads. It is... The MSRP is $23.99 for charging up to 32 iPads used in school systems and you know anywhere that has a, a deployment of iPads. So we have a 32, a 48 version, and we have a desktop module that holds 16 iPads. Okay. Our latest and greatest is this tablet charging wall mount. It, it holds up to 12 tablets. We have great show and stow technology. Basically, it pulls out, goes back automatically. It locks. It has a six-key locking system, so very, very secure. All of the AC adapters are enclosed inside. Great sliding metal door. And it has a six-inch profile to the wall. Now we have an iPad-only version that has two versions, Lightning and a 30-pin version. This is made for iPads, so it's Apple certified. And we also have the show and sew technology here as well. So when you shut it, everything goes inside very nicely. And when you open it, all of the iPads are exposed. We also have indicator lights for charging. So when, when an iPad is fully charged, the light turns green. If it's still charging, it stays on uh, red. Also another six-point key locking system, and this one also syncs. So we have a USB, uh, a USB slot down here for when you want to hook up a MacBook and sync everything. Okay. Moving on to our WorkFit stand workstation. So all the buzz today is about becoming more active during your workday, right. sitting disease out there, sedentary behavior, a lot of research going on, and what we're finding, we're actually participating in some of the research, and what we're finding is when you stand just a little bit more every day, you're raising your heart rate, working on the metabolism, you're burning calories, and you just feel better and have more energy at the end of your day. What we've, we've had WorkFit around for about four years in our product line, but this year we're, we just came out in October with a specific line of WorkFit products for Apple. This one is the WorkFit P. P stands for platform for a MacBook. It has 20 inches of height adjustability, so you can lower it all the way down to your desk when you're in the seated position. And when you're ready to stand, it comes up wherever you need to. 
very sturdy, sturdy construction, aluminum construction. It just flows right with you. Yeah, it's very nice. So it's, you know, sit when you need to, stand when you want. Right. So that's the P. And what is the retail price of this one? Sorry, this is three twenty-nine. Okay. You could get that same. Yeah, that's. I got something. Move on to our workbench A, and this design is the A stands for arm. So you have a very heavy-duty arm that attaches to a work surface. And you can raise and lower. This is, has 19 inches of height adjustability. So again, going down to the desk for seated position, and raising it very fluid movement. Very easy to move. Yes, it is. And it's great for collaboration. All the WorkFit products that are our products, because what happens is when you're when you're standing, and if somebody walks into your cube or your office, easily you can turn it to collaborate on your screen. This version is the Visa version, so now that Apple is shipping iMacs and displays with just the Visa without the stand, we've developed, we've integrated an Apple-esque looking stand with a Visa plate that it attaches to the Visa display. So it really works with any, any monitor. And the retail for this one? This one retails for $6.99. And where can people get more information on your products? At ergotron.com. All right, thank you so much. Hi, I'm, this is Vicki Stokes from Matthew Room with Hinge Dock. Could you tell us about this wonderful docking station for that? Sure thing. Uh, this is our horizontal dock for the 15-inch MacBook Pro with Retina Display. It's a fully automated docking and undocking. So right now, uh, we have it hooked into three external displays here at the show. Um, so it's driving three monitors, sort of like your ultimate desktop setup. And uh, we have 13 different ports connected to the back. So we have six USB 3s, SD card slot, two audio ports that are controlled uh, by digital audio controllers on the dock itself. Thunderbolt, main display port, yeah, it's basically uh, it's yeah basically a full Thunderbolt dock in there. In addition to that, we also are running uh, the right side board off of the USB. So we also have another DAC on that one as well, and that's what's handling all the controlling communication with the computer through our software pad, which is also optional. So that's also get six USBs as well because you're doing Thunderbolt USB. Right, so Thunderbolt provides three of the USBs. The other one is one uh, it's split off in the DACs and the boards. And it has another, and then the other one's hopping off with two, two okay. USB ports. And an Ethernet port, which we don't have on. And a Gigabit Ethernet port. Yeah. And very importantly, too, on the back is an instant lock port, yeah. which integrates with the firmware on the dock, which integrates with the computer. But all that sounds really complicated. So simply, uh, you'll here, I just hit the undock button, or actually use the hotkey on the computer to do the undock, and it prompted me for a password. This piece of my computer from getting stolen at the show. So yeah. the dock's locked to the table with the Kensington lock, and the computer is locked to the dock because it's interfacing with the ports on both sides. So this works for, you have one for the MacBook Pro, MacBook? Uh, they're going to be available for the two Retina models and the two Air models. Two Air models, okay. But not the 13. Uh, the 13-inch Air? Yes, so the two retina models. Only the retina models. Yes. Uh, there's a strong suspicion that the uh, pros will be discontinued. There's also an architecture problem here. You can see, like, the design wouldn't really work if you had a DVD drive slot. So this is perfect. I know. So right now I'm going to type in my password here. 
Password is password. It's actually Hinge. I'm not going anywhere. Now it's now it's running through the whole. Yeah. So it's it's tracking the ports. It just the software pack just rearranges all of our windows from the three monitors onto the single monitor. Reset my hardware settings, and it's just ready to go. It was done a little while ago too. Wow. But the dock itself is set up to the firmware right now is set up to automatically recognize the computer is dropped into it and it automatically docks the port. So it does. Yeah, and it's also going to reload all of my screens. Something magnetic? Uh, no, these, these two uh, switches here on the side. Oh, I see. Okay. So it has to be flat in there to, to trigger the switch, the sensors. But when I drop my computer back in here, what it's going to do is, the second I put it flat, it's going to detect the computer's in place. It's going to redock all the ports, which it's doing right now. And then once it detects the dock setup, it's going to reorganize all the windows to the three monitors. That's right, because you have three extra monitors. Right, so these three monitors and the windows will pop back up. Wow. Very cool. That's your video. Yeah. And, and, the, other, and the, other, the other video just uh, popped over there. So the, the software pack really is about like just making the hardware disappear. So after a few weeks of using it, you just automatically take it for granted. And I think that's the ultimate goal for any product is it just becomes so integrated that your lifestyle just disappears. These are not speakers on the side. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that, that's uh, just for the, the port blocks. Uh, and, yeah, so the, uh, in terms of cooling, we're using the MacBook's existing uh, cooling system here, so you have the intakes and the sides, right, and then the right. exhaust port, and nothing's obstructed. Yeah. So it stays really cool. And the thermal management on the new Macs is super And the price is? Uh, it's going to be a neighborhood of $300 when it's out later this year. Okay. Yeah, it does come fully loaded with Thunderbolt, so if you compare that to the price of the ones you get to plug in, you eliminate all plugs, everything, yeah. and you add up the cost of, like, kicking in that adapter for Thunderbolt, and uh, MagSafe connector, and all the other stuff that comes in. And ability to, to secure your yeah for enterprise is a very very important thing yes. enterprise education and really any IT administrator uh, Alexis can I attach this can I physically attach this to a table uh, there's no no, no there's no, no there's no we are going to have a stand available. There's three mounting ports on the bottom. So you remove the foot and you can clip into a stand. So you can erase it. But uh, that's going to be out later. We're not showing it yet this year. We're putting all of our R&D into getting this thing out right now. We got the color right. Yeah, our guys at the factory did an amazing job with that. Unfortunately, we can't see that in this audio, but it is gorgeous. But it matches the color of so the, the chassis. Uh, the chassis is an aluminum extrusion. It's machined down. Um, and this is a pre-production handbuilt prototype so it's uh it looks like feels like with a couple of changes are going to happen this button's going to match better and then the uh, diffusion on the light ring there will be smoother so we're just tweaking that a little bit for production but we're flying to Hong Kong and China next week to take care of this it's absolutely beautiful it I appreciate it we've been two and a half years working on this thing so it's great to hear people are super enthusiastic about it here at the show and it's just like you can try watch watch the screen yeah. Press the button and the, the unlock. Okay. Can only get it out. Oh, so you get just a security function like that. So the, yeah, the dog itself is secured with the test. Right. Okay. No, no, show us. Everything. Everything, uh, everything takes place through the, through the software pack here. Okay. Uh, and you can I've been looking for a dock. This is beautiful. Right, that's what we're doing right now. Okay. So it's detecting the three monitors here have been disconnected. It's working on departure actions. It's reorganizing all the windows, yeah. and the computer's uh, ready to go. These, these are motorized and retract. So now the uh, yeah. so it's just sensing that those buttons are pushed simultaneously. Exactly. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, know that uh, it's beautiful.
So, down, what's it? What's the connection like between the uh, the Thunderbolt? Uh, I mean, the uh, yeah, the Thunderbolt ports and and the sockets. I mean, is that passive or has no. it back? Uh, well, yes and no. It depends on what you're talking about. The HDMI is true passive. This is an oversimplification, but this board, there's two boards inside of here. There's several boards, but the two main boards are the Thunderbolt board, uh, which is also passing through a main display port signal. This is Thunderbolt out, so there's a whole Thunderbolt chipset inside of here. Gigabit Ethernet, which is pulling off the Thunderbolt. The DAC is Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. No, obviously, these are not... It, it's got more ports on the back than the, 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 than, than the MacBook has. So you also are are one of these, like, well, quote-unquote, dock adapters that Thunderbolt in and all yep. these There's other... There's one of those inside here. There's also right. a USB adapter on this side, too. So we're taking this USB, this USB, and piping them through. Oh, so you got a mirror of USB 3 connection. Right. So. Yep. And then in the rear... Yeah. So this is basically USB off the side. This DAC is being driven by uh, this USB 3 port. Yeah. And these three are being split off of that. And the power management and the brains and the guts are all communicating. Yeah. So you get six USBs, USB. which is beautiful. Yeah. And the yeah. firmware is totally dynamic. You can update. Yeah. You can run Apple scripts on triggering events. Uh, a couple other different tricks. It'll like, so an IT administrator in a computer lab could lock down an entire computer lab. And at the end of like class period, could release all the docs at once. Yeah. So everything's secured when the students are in there. Um, and you could even do something like, let's say an IT administrator, you've got to run a classroom or a webcam. Well, what about like an office? You have a fire drill, right? Everybody gets up and gets out. You could lock every single doc in the office. Everything's secure with this. How do we recover from what he just did? Uh, so right now it's in demo mode. Normally, normally we'll use, no. So what I'm going to do is, I'm just going to, connect one of these uh, USB tails right here yeah. to it. Normally, it would the firmware mode it would be in would not allow that to happen, okay. but we have it set up like this for a demo. So I'm just going to pull this out. So I did something naughty. Well, no, I, you, you did exactly what I wanted to do. So normally like, this reverses when the uh, the button the buttons are released. That also there's three clutches inside the drive line. So like yeah. let's say you were to put the computer in backwards, yeah. it would the second it encountered resistance, the it back, back it would reverse. Yeah. Okay. And even if you did manage to jam it, there's three clutches oh, that protect the hook. No, yeah, clearly doing this right involves a lot of yeah, so mechanical oh, there's like injecting expert problem we had was like finding a manufacturer that had the robotics experience and the accuracy experience to be able to do something. Like this. Yeah. This part is uh, this ABS part is actually this is a, a 3D printed or right. machine prototype. But I like the, yeah, yeah. the accuracy levels required for the tray is greater than the capabilities for injection molding. Right. Which is one reason we have it on the chassis. So we have to do machining processes. Is this going to be aluminum or This is going to be uh, plastic. Okay. Because you did exactly what I wanted to do. I looked at the tolerances for getting those connectors to go in just right. Because if you miss, you break the Mac. It's a technical. So uh, have you got a price yet? Yeah, there's going to be the neighborhood of $300. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed. You can get, I, was, I was guessing far higher. Uh, the, I was yeah, well, too. Follow the ports in the back. Yeah, the bomb, the bomb costs. This is it's beautiful. Yeah. No, the even fact, just the fact that it has the full controller inside. Yes. To get all of those ports. Well, yeah. Even just the electronics, yeah. because I have one of these boxes that plugs into Thunderbolt and gives me a bunch of ports yeah. out the back, and that costs three hundred dollars. Yeah, it does. Are you doing the whole thing? Yeah. Where, where's your card? I'm going to order one of these. So when are they going to well, we be available? Have, uh, we do have a pre. Sorry, we have a pre-order system up. Oh, you do. Uh, it's just an email sign up. So if you're interested in. Uh, I just have the wrong computer. So if you enter it, then uh, yeah, I get I the, the uh, <laughs> price, or can I, I just go to your thing. website? Then you can go to our website too. Uh, same thing. At the okay. show, it's a little helpful because we know where it came from. You're going to make me go buy a retina computer now because yeah, I don't have a retina either. Well, it worked with the late <laughs> yeah, 2000. Uh, 
a late 2012 MacBook Pro. Right now, yes. Yeah. This, I think, is actually uh, 2012. Any, okay. Anyone that doesn't have the DVD drive in it. Yep. Right? So, yeah, so this, this is email, email here. We've got a 15. This is a 15 Pro. I can tell by looking at it. Uh, Retina Pro. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a 15 Pro Retina, but it's late 2012, not late 2013, which can drive a 4K display, which is making me want to... Want to upgrade, yeah. Yeah, but... You don't understand though. The minute you upgrade, the next one will do something you wish you'd waited for. <laughs> I want a 4K display. That's all I want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for this. The you're just going off. Oh yeah. Thank you. I'm Elisa Paselli. I am with Kevin LaRue, who is the Vice President of Marketing for MacFun Software. How are you today, Kevin? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So you are from MacFun Software, as I said. You put out a lot of photography apps and editing apps. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about some of them? Uh, absolutely. We've got, an, we've got six of the top 15 apps on the Mac App Store. And our latest product that we're featuring here at Macworld is called Focus 2 Pro. Now, it operates as a standalone operates as a plug-in. So if you're using Photoshop Elements or using Lightroom, for example, the product will plug right into there as part of your workflow. Let's talk about what Focus 2 is all about. Okay. It's about adding creative blurring, focusing, tilt-shift, motion blur, macro kind of blur effects to your photos. And it's super easy to use, often a couple of clicks, pull up a slider, and you have something that was uh, kind of looked like a stock photo just a plain Jane photo, now has become something that's more artistic and creative uh, with a creative blurring or a lens fall-off effect. Now, is this the kind of program that someone like me can use who is a definite novice? Oh, absolutely. And that's why, that's why I said, you know, it, it's usually a click or two and a couple of pulls of a slider and you've got a great effect. Um, the product comes with five or maybe six uh, preset settings uh, so let's say you're you're looking at a at a, at a nature image or a landscape image. Uh, you can you can choose a nature landscape uh, uh, type of setting. You're doing a portrait, easy enough to, to to work with portraits. The product also has the software also has facial recognition. So if you're doing portrait, it'll automatically snap all the controls you need to the to the most prominent person in your image. Very easy to use. Okay. And how much does this cost? Well, there, there are two versions of it. Uh, the Mac App Store version uh, is, uh, I believe it's $19.99. The Pro version, which, which runs within Photoshop, Lightroom, Apple Aperture, and Elements, as I mentioned earlier, is $39.99. And can they also pick these up on your website? Absolutely. Yeah, we sell both on the Mac App Store. Uh, we sell on websites, and increasingly, you're going to see our software at camera stores as well. Uh, we do photography software, so oh, it's not just a digital download. You can buy our software on an SD card that later on you can use in your camera. Oh, that's interesting. That's unique. Never <laughs> buy the software, get a free SD card. Now, you also are the makers of Snaphill. That's right. Yeah, Snaphill's uh, was named by Apple as Best of 2012 um, uh, a couple years ago. It's a fabulous little product for removing unwanted objects from your images. Say you take a picture of that beautiful landscape, but there's a telephone pole in the way. Or you're taking pictures of the family picnic, but the, but the dog wanders into the, into the image. Easy, a couple of clicks, hit the erase button, and, and they're, they're removed from the phone. And how much is Snapheel? Uh, Snapheel is uh, uh, $19.99 on the Mac App Store. Again, $39.99 if you want the pro version that runs in, in those applications I mentioned earlier. 
Okay, that sounds great. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. Okay. Hi, this is Vicky Stokes from Jordisha Rodrobo. And but what do you have new? What do you have new in terms of enclosures? Oh, great. <laughs> well, good question. We actually just announced yesterday our Drobo 4 Bay. It's what we call Drobo Gen 3. It's actually our third generation of the original Drobo. So okay. anybody that has a, an older Drobo, a Gen 1 or a Gen 2, they'll be very familiar with the form factor. It's four three and a half inch drives. Mm -hmm. It supports all the great Drobo features we've always had, mm -hmm. meaning you can mix and match drives at different capacities. Um, and furthermore, we, we allow you to upgrade those drives over time. So if you have smaller drives, you can take those out and put in larger drives. With the new, in fact, with the new box, for those customers that happen to have the older boxes, you can actually slide your old drives out and put it into the new box and get all of that, all the great performance and the great features that we have in our new product without having to move your data around. Do they get any kind of discount? They actually do. We have a oh, customer great. loyalty program that's yeah. launching, so they get a $50 rebate uh, if, they, if they have uh, an older Drobo and they can upgrade the new one. This, this is Macworld, so does it time machine? Yeah, so we do have time machine support. In fact, we just enhanced our time machine support. We've always mm -hmm. supported time machine. Yeah. But what we've done this time is for those folks that don't want to deal with going in and fiddling with uh, the disk utility, we actually have a user interface where you can check the box and yes. tell it how much capacity you want for backup. Okay. And then the rest of your capacity can be used for data. Okay, great. Right. So you don't have to do the, the manual partitioning. Anymore. That's right. Okay, that's right. right. We'll do that for you. You just tell us how big you want and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, and you have all sizes from the little, you have a four bay, two bay, four bay. Well, we have we have four bay is the four smallest bay we smallest. have. So we have a, a, a four bay that supports two and a half inch drives, so the small mm -hmm. form factor drives. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Drobo Gen 3, which I just talked about, which supports mm -hmm. four 3.5-inch drives. And then we have the Drobo 5D, which supports five 3.5-inch drives. Mm -hmm. okay. And it all comes with your... Um, That's right, yeah. Beyond Grade. Beyond, Beyond Grade, grade is, is uh, the, our award-winning software that allows you to, to mix and match those drives, grow your capacity over time without any downtime, mm -hmm. yeah. and also allows you to have the ability to fail a drive and have all that data rebuilt without yeah. having to wait for that failed drive to be replaced. Like the corporations do. You have that right in your own home. That's right. Um, unbelievable That's right. protection. And, and you don't have to worry about mm -hmm. what grade means. We'll yeah. take care of it. Yeah. And you, I see you have Drobo apps. We have Drobo apps, yeah. yeah. So especially on our 5N, mm -hmm. uh, the NAS products, we have mm -hmm. Drobo apps which can install directly on the Drobo. So applications like Plex, which is a media server mm -hmm. application, mm -hmm. you can install it on your Drobo and stream your music or your music or your movies directly to your TV. Okay. I see SQL Server all kinds of yeah, stuff. All kinds torrent. of things. Whatever, wow. Whatever you'd like to run. That, Your own fact, web server. <laughs> we, have, we have probably a dozen or so that are, are natively on there, but you can also uh, go to our community-supported apps. There's probably a hundred community-supported apps out there where developers just write to it. And we have an SDK, Software Development Kit. Yeah. So if anybody is interested in writing their own app, we'll give them the SDK and they can write their own apps. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Thank Thanks a lot. So Bye -bye. Much. All right. I'm Elisa Paselli. I'm here with Jason from Bear Extender. Jason, can you tell us a little bit about your product? Uh, yes, this is our Bear Extender Edge. This is our long-range Wi-Fi booster, and it works with Macs, uh, with iPhones and iPads, as well as other Wi-Fi-enabled devices. It's similar in concept to something like an Airport Express, but it gets a much greater distance. So if you have a dead spot in your house, if you have a second building on your property, or if you're traveling, like in a hotel, this can pick up a Wi-Fi signal from a much longer range and share it 
with any of your devices around you so that they can all get the advantage of the Wi-Fi boost from Barrick Center Edge. Okay. And how much does that retail for? We don't have a final MSRP on it right now, but we're pushing for somewhere in the $70 to $80 range. Okay. It's coming out this summer. Okay. And where would people go to get more information? Um, they would go to barrickcenter.com and just click on the Edge image that we have on our homepage on our Barrick Center Edge image. Okay, great. Thank you. Hi, it's Vicky Stokes with Microsoft Ask. We'll visit you and you're going to show me your scan snap? That's right. Okay. So basically, Fiditu's been in the business of document scanning for about 30 years, but the ScanSnap product line came about 10 years ago. This is our consumer version of it. We make professional scanners for pharmacies, but this is just for people like you and me. For pharmacies? All, all pharmacies and healthcare and government, we make scanners for all kinds of industry, but this is our consumer product. Oh, okay. We wanted to bring that level of scanning efficiency to the people like you and I okay. for basic bills or whatever you have, you know, your, your, your greeting cards or whatever you want to preserve basically through imaging. So the iX500 is our flagship model. It feeds scans through at 25 pages per minute, but double-sided. So both sides, front and back, simultaneously. And it has base intelligence built into it, so it automatically rotates the documents, crops them, deskews them, so that you don't have to really pay attention to it. You just scan it through, it makes everything beautiful into multi-page PDFs, you save it off and you're moving on. How many pages per minute? 25 pages per minute. But that's two-sided, so that's actually 50 images per minute, because there's actually a, a camera here, front and back. So that's our, our iX500. It scans to Mac, PC, but it also does it either USB connect or wirelessly. So you can scan to your Mac or your PC wirelessly, or you can scan to your iOS or your Android or your Kindle devices wirelessly. So you can scan to a mobile device as well. Really, it's open up for anyone to scan to really anywhere, but do it very conveniently without having to be corded um, or using a USB cable. Our new SV600 is our basically our our, uh, our flatbed alternative. A lot of people have been coming to us saying, why don't you come up with a flatbed scanner? But flatbed scanners are kind of hard to use. You know, you got to scan it, you know, open the lid. A lot of space. Exactly. This one actually works where it scans down. So the, the, the actually the head assembly is on the top. It scans down. And it captures everything up to an A3 size. But what the cool thing about the book scanner is that it actually removes the curvature of the content that it's scanning. So I can now go and scan my books without having to destroy them. And the result is, it looks like I scan it through a typical multi-page scanner. I can set it off as a PDF file, and no one would know the difference. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those are our products. That's what we're showing here today. Right. Thank you so much. Awesome. Right. This is Elisa Paselli. I'm here with Jan Greenspan. He's the Vice President of Sales for Night Eyes Innovation. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks. Um, so can you tell us about some new products for 2014? Well, we've, uh, we've been busy over at Night Eyes. Uh, quite, a, quite a range of products. Uh, uh, most exciting things we've done have been in ways to attach your device either to a phone or to a bicycle, that sort of thing. Uh, last year, we introduced the first round of Steely products. Uh, we've grown quite a bit since then in Steely. Steely is a two-part uh, magnet system. So you place uh, a magnet on the back of the device, or on a case, or whatever you like, or it could be on the back of an iPad or mini iPad, anything you want there. And then it's able to attach either to a dash ball for a vehicle, or in this case, to a pedestal. So for office use or in the kitchen for recipes, that sort of thing. Uh, and then this year we've introduced a whole range of additional accessories for Steely. So that if you're, um, you have two vehicles or if you had two devices, instead of having to buy a whole kit, you can just buy parts of it at a time. So uh, oh, okay. pretty versatile there. Then uh, another new product 
coming, something we call the handle band. And the handle band is a, as we say here, a universal smartphone bar mount. So if you have a bicycle, baby jogger, motorcycle, uh, golf cart, uh, anything that has a bar, you can actually take this and very simply attach your phone, whether it has a case or not. You could even put uh, certainly all brands of phone. It doesn't matter what size it is. When the new uh, i6 comes out, it'll be a little bit bigger. This handle man will fit it just fine. Notice that the um, access to all the home buttons and everything are still accessible to you right by your hand. And about 85, 90% of your screen is still open for visibility. This is great for people that are using uh, some of the uh, performance apps on bicycles, like Strava and those kinds of things, RunKeeper. Uh, so it's uh, really functional in that regard. And again, stays great on the bicycle. Easy to take off too, so if you go in the store or something, take it with you. Also has a convenient bottle opener. After your ride, you can have a beer or something <laughs> yeah, that's like that. That's already handy. Work off all those calories. That's, that's the idea. Then um, uh, other things in the mobile category, have been uh, related to uh, additions of a, a new Connect case, which we've uh, had the Connect case at the market for about a year and a half, two years. We now have one for the iPhone 5C. And then, of course, for those uh, other folks in other parts of the world that uh, use that uh, Galaxy product, we have an S4 available. Uh, additionally, and we're going to walk over to the other side too. coolest new accessories we've got is something called the Quick Stand. Quick Stand is uh, a, a, a simple mobile device stand that'll fit a range of sizes. So if you have a mobile uh, phone or certainly an iPhone, something like that's great. But it'll fit up to uh, a mini iPad or a full-scale large iPad. And here's what's cool about it. It makes a, a, a universal stand at any angle, but then it folds flat so that if you want to put this in your purse or your wallet, <laughs> carry it with you, then you get to Starbucks, you're going to work for a while, read a, read a, uh, a magazine or correspond, uh, FaceTime, super great on a plane. Yeah, that's that what I was thinking, the plane. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the it's, size, I know you, this is a audio, but it's about the size of a credit card. Right. It's a, in fact, it is. we designed it to be credit card size. It'll fit right into your wallet. Yeah. So Another product that we made is a lot of people want to have their phones, especially men, everybody puts their phone in their front pocket. Right. So when it rings, you go digging for your phone. So one of the things we made is a product called the Eclipse. It'll apply with 3M VHB tape onto a phone directly or into a case. And then when you put it into your pocket, it self-locks. So you won't lose it. You're in and out of a cab, you're in and out of a bicycle, that sort of thing. It won't come off. All you do is press the button, it slides right out of your pocket. It also is really nice if you want to put it at an angle, it won't come loose. All you do is touch it, and it comes off. That's called the Total Eclipse. It's been another mobile accessory we came up with. It's called the Screenscape. Here's what's cool about the Screenscape. Same microfiber that's on the inside of all of the iPad covers. We added two magnets. And now, to clean your screen, you're able to run it over the top here. And it cleans your screen. Has our little S-Beaner that everybody knows and loves. And then you can actually carry it around and have it available for you that way. So it's really cool.
And all these products can be found on your website? Absolutely. Which is? Uh, N-I-T-E-I-Z-E dot com. Nighteyes.com. Great. Sounds good. Great. Thanks okay. so much for having us today. And thanks so much for all the information. This is Elisa Paselli. I'm with Brett Falk. He is the Executive Director of Strategic Products at Chorus. Uh, Brett, what would you like to tell us about the Chorus systems? Well, Chorus is a, a new wireless system that uh, doesn't use Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. It uses a new wireless technology called SCA, which is from the pro audio uh, market. Much higher performance. There's really no setup or pairing required. Uh, operates uh, anywhere you want. It doesn't, it's not tied to a, net, a fixed network. Uh, you can stream to up to four speakers at a time, up to 65 feet indoors and about 150 feet outdoors. Uh, so really high, high performance, but very, very simple. Uh, no setup repairing. Works with all your apps. Uh, music, also video or games. I can stream the audio for a video. If I'm watching something on Netflix, for example, or iTunes, I can stream the audio for the video, and it'll stay in perfect synchronization with the, the on-screen video. And how many different sizes of speakers are there? We have two speakers, the V600 and the V400. The V600 which includes seven integrated speakers and woofers, uh, retails for $399, and the V400 has four speakers built in, uh, retails for $399. Okay. $299, and where can people get more information? Uh, check us out at chorussound.com. We're also available at Best Buy Magnolia Design Center stores, Crutchfield, and Worldwide Stereo. Okay, great, thank you. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohen from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, the Tech Fan Podcast part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.